including gods called Norns. The Norns were three sisters who stayed underground near the dragon and repaired the damage it caused. For the people of Norway, this ancient legend offered hope that good would win over evil. In ancient Greece, on the other hand, people told the story of a good dragon. One day, a young boy found a baby dragon. He brought it home to keep as a pet, and it slept on his bed. But his parents didn't want a dragon in their home. The boy's father took the little dragon far away and abandoned it. Years later, after the boy had grown to be a man, he was traveling alone far from home. Bandits attacked him. Suddenly, a great dragon appeared and chased the bandits away. It was the boy's pet, now fully grown too. From legends such as these, belief in dragons spread far and wide. Some dragons, such as the one in the ancient Greek tale, were nice. But in Europe, Africa, and Western Asia, people usually told stories of fierce, dangerous dragons. Today these imaginary creatures are called Western dragons. The Western dragons of Europe and England were blamed for all sorts of troubles, and no wonder, they were monsters. They measured more than a hundred feet from their mouths to the tips of their tails. Some had more than one head. Fire or poisonous gases spewed from their mouths. Some had wings and could fly, though they usually hid in caverns, guarding treasures of gold or jewels. And most western dragons were almost unbeatable in battle, because the scaly armor that covered their bodies protected them from the swords and lances of men who tried to kill them. According to legend, many men tried to slay dragons and failed. However, People love stories of good winning over evil, so there were also tales of men outfighting or outsmarting a big bad dragon. A famous tale tells the story of a terrible dragon that lived in a lake by the city of Silene in northern Africa, in present-day Libya, which was then part of the vast Roman Empire. To keep the dragon away from the city, people fed it two sheep each day. When all the sheep were gone, the dragon began to gobble up people. The city's leaders became desperate. They put the names of all the children in a large brass urn, and each day the unlucky child whose name was drawn became the dragon's meal. One day, the king's own daughter was chosen. She was led to the lake shore and tied to a stake where the dragon could find her. But a Roman soldier named George came riding by just as the dragon rose, screaming from the lake. As the dragon reared up on its back legs, ready to pounce, George stabbed his lance into the dragon's belly, where its scales were weakest. Then, with one swing of his sword, he lopped off its huge head. According to legend, George slew other dragons in Germany and England. 
In the 14th century, he was named the patron saint of England. Another brave man named John Smith used milk to rid an English town of an evil dragon. In England, people often put out pails of milk for dragons to drink. They thought this would keep the dragons from hunting livestock and them. Rather than offer the dragon a small amount of milk, though, John Smith left a huge vat of it. The beast came along and drank all of the milk. The giant meal made the dragon sleepy, so it lay down for a nap. John Smith waited until the dragon was sleeping soundly. Then he thrust his sword between some of the dragon's scales. He pushed deep, deep into the dragon's body and killed the evil dragon.